Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am Elvis's Christmas guitar, Trey Plutnicki. And I am a thank you, a thank you very much, Daniel Conkle. <laughs> and Daniel, we have a rare and equally mm. as thrilling mm. Hallmark sequel. Yep. In Christmas at Graceland. Yes, we do. Uh, Christmas. This one, Chris, yes. Christmas at Graceland, Home for the Holidays. Uh, where a movie and that is a sequel in which is only a sequel because it takes place in Graceland. It's like if they took all the Chicago movies this year yes. and named them Christmas at Chicago. That's exactly uh, what with I different was thinking. Titles. Like they they call this a sequel. It's not. They do not no. reference the previous film literally in any way there is no connection as near as i can remember and no kelly no, pickler no kelly pickler no but what's weird is that this one is also about oh this woman can also sing like they, yeah. they, that's the only fucking connection is that like well it's graceland they need to sing except not they don't sing they don't sing like elvis music they sing christmas music they sing christmas music they kind sing, of they like elvis like, Elvify, elvified Christmas music. Ooh, elvified is fine. Elvified. Oh. Um, I also think that I'm not sure that it was actually the main character singing at the end. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm unsure if she has a musical talent. I Because I looked through her IMDb and I didn't see really much like... Nothing screamed information, out Information. Nothing that like shouted out to me that she's also a singer. No. But no matter... This movie was odd. Yes. This movie was odd in in part that like for a couple reasons. I think for, first and foremost, and probably the shallowest reason, it was the first time I came to terms with realizing that this is the <laughs> this year, Christmas twenty nineteen mm-hmm. is is the final Christmas season before mm-hmm. COVID. Yes. And I don't know why I felt that particularly in this movie. But I think it was because, like, they showed a shot of a calendar and, like, 2020 ominously loomed in the distance of that calendar. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is the last, this is it. We're, we're encroaching. What's interesting is we, we are encroaching on watching the movies that came out the year we started the show. I didn't think about it in that way even, but wow. Yeah, we are. I mean, it's it just makes all of the endings a little sadder and a little like, oh. A little weird. Just a little weird. Okay. Well, enjoy, enjoy a month or two. Yeah. Enjoy two weeks. Your museum's going to get shut down. Yeah, what they Graceland's don't show closed. you is <laughs> what they didn't show you is Christmas at Graceland. Once so in the final act of this movie, she lands a big museum job. What what they don't show you is Harper after she lands this muse- museum job is the museum gets shut down and there's a COVID testing site and she <laughs> Has to get her, her she, certification. Le, le, she does, <laughs> though. She does get a great work from home job at the end of this. Hell she does. Yeah. She does. Yeah, she sure does. She was prepared. And she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She's no ready. She's ready to take there. on 2020. Uh, so, the other thing that I found out about this movie was uh, Priscilla Presley. Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla Presley is in it. Yep. Um, Daniel, she shows up twice in this film. Mm-hmm. 
like what's what's your favorite time she showed up in this movie? Which which of the two? My favorite is the second time where she shows up and there's like a whole scene where it's just like, yeah, here's all the great stuff Elvis did. And everybody's like, wow, I didn't know he did all that. And they're like, yep, next scene. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it, it's what it feels like. There are just these like, okay, listen guys, everybody be cool. We can, they're literally going to give us like, they're just going to let us shoot here for free. If everybody's fucking cool. Okay. And just do this one. Just do this one thing for Priscilla. And listen, she's perfectly lovely. She's like, she's good in it. Uh, She's fine. She's perfectly fine. Here, let me see what I wrote. She she is I wrote why is Priscilla acting like the keeper of Elvis's crypt? Okay, li- yeah. Listen, you're not wrong. That's not an unfair assessment. <laughs> she was a little eerie in the first part of this movie. The other part that I found odd about her performance mm. is sh- she is playing herself. Yeah. And as she's playing herself, she is talking about her brother mm-hmm. in the movie and, and she's talking about her husband sorry husband <laughs> that's how bad this fucking movie is <laughs> daniel daniel i thought i thought daniel can you can you come here can you keep this I'm right between here. us i'm right here tell me i can't do that this is a podcast can you keep this between us okay i thought that priscilla presley was elvis's brother you you thought elvis's sister you are fucking all of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. Is that not the case? No. She's Elvis's wife. There's been two movies about her made in in the last like 2 years. Uh-huh. Do you do you do you know that you know this, right? There's Yeah, I do, but yeah. I I keep you know Yeah, I do know this and I haven't seen them because I'm like why would why would I care about Elvis's sister? <laughs> so you don't know like anything about Priscilla Presley and 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 Elvis, you don't you don't know anything about their how they li- how they met when when she so was watched, when she was what we in the industry would call quite young. So I watched um I, I watched the first hour of Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Oh uh, yeah, and I and because <laughs> it's so it's so extra mm-hmm. and so at a ten energy wise the entire time. It's Baz Luhrmann, I, baby, that's I how we do it. Really literally could not stay awake oh because it like it, watch. it lulled you to sleep yes it was so mm. extra it exhausted me and i could not get past the first hour of that movie i i liked it but i literally could not stay awake so when i say i have attempted to know this information <laughs> which part okay now which part of vaz Luhrmann's elvis movie put you i for me it was it would be tom hanks no, it wasn't even Tom Hanks. Was it um, was it Ashton or Austin? Yeah, it was Austin. I think I think it was um yeah, it was Austin and the constant like whip pans and oh, whip, uh, the, he, I, yeah. I think you mean the constant oh whip pans. Oh, oh whip pan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good, Daniel. That's very Thank good. You. That's quite Thank good. Thank you. Um yes, but that's my story. Um, so okay so you like you but it's still weird right it's weird that she's recounting her own real life as herself but in a character as a movie to other fictional i think she's supposed to be just playing herself i think that's what it is like i think it's i think it's like when trump showed up in home alone 2 no one was like oh yes 
this character helped. No, it's supposed to be, oh, look, it's actually Donald Trump. Life imitates art. But I think like... God, I hated that was my pull. Yeah, I think it's like, well, I guess my point of reference might be a little different, especially when they have like a slightly larger part in the movie than a, than just a cameo. I would call this like a it cameo, seemed, though. She was, she was in maybe three minutes of the movie. It did. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was yes. pretty quick. I think it seemed she showed up twice. Her presence seemed a lot more central plot wise, you know, mm. like so I, I to the point where I wouldn't call it a cameo. I'd call it more of like a co-star or like a guest star, I guess you could say. I would I, I could agree with a guest star. Maybe it was weird that I, I don't know, like to our, I, I don't know how to articulate it any other way than like she her telling these stories of Elvis for a Hallmark movie as part of like somewhat part of the plot of a hallmark movie and then like the the characters were just listening on and going like huh nice priscilla thanks anyway yeah thank you time to decorate the tree now bye priscilla it just felt like i don't know it felt weird it felt weird it just feels weird it feels like you're talking about a dead guy even though it's his it just feels weird. Can it feel weird? Yeah, the the wife of a dead man who had like notoriously a very complicated like there this is inc- it's a very complicated, very debated, one of the most debated public relationships ever is Priscilla and, Ev- and Elvis Presley. Um yeah, and then okay, she's Okay, well don't rub it in, Daniel, that I didn't know who <laughs> I cannot be- I just can't believe you don't know about like they are like like Cause they met when, like, they met when she was fourteen, and he was like in his twenties, and that, like, that wasn't good. And so, like, and that was the whole point of the, like, the two movies that came out was like one of them was like, no, they loved being married, and the other was like, this is not great. What happened here? There's like a whole thing. It's like a whole fucking thing. This I only know about this because this is in the public discourse. You're looking at me like I'm the freak because I don't know. You know, I know two things about Priscilla Presley. One. <laughs> One, I think she's a Scientologist, and two, that she was married to Elvis Presley, and they met when she was fourteen, and he was like twenty-five or something. So what? Yeah, I, I'm looking at you like you're the weirdo for knowing too much about Priscilla Presley, and I'm the normal one Those for are the two not things. being super well, parasocial listen, about Priscilla Presley. No, she's a funny. She's good in Naked Gun. She's in both of the Naked Gun movies, and she's hilarious in those. Like she's oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's good. She's I didn't know that. Okay, let's talk so, about the real star of this movie. Let's talk about the real star of this movie. Schedules, okay? health insurance, and health insurance protocols. Let's talk about the real star of this okay. movie. Okay, <laughs> we can, let's do the plot, and then we will talk about how this is like maybe the most evil man we've ever met in a Hallmark movie. Is this romantic lead? I, I literally as soon as they talk about this is an app developer. Uh, Owen Reed. It's sorry. This movie stars Adrian Grenier, 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 Grenier as mm-hmm. Owen Reed and Caitlin mm-hmm. Doubleday as Harper Ellis. Uh, Owen is an app developer with three children. His wife died three years ago. Harper is a uh, museum tour guide slash just like general like museum event. She's just an event planner. They're all fucking event planners. Everyone's an event planner. Uh, Harper she's has a curator. She's a curator. Cur- thank you. She's um, a curator. Yeah, she's a museum curator. Yes, she's applied to a big job in London uh, that she's waiting to hear about. In the meantime, she's coming back home to Graceland to stay with her sister, kind of wait to hear about this interview. She meets Owen. She agrees to take care of his kids. Owen is all about the schedule, which 
We'll come back to in a second. He's all about his schedule, all about his kids. Uh, he hires Harper to like watch and hang out with his kids while they're on break and nanny them, basically. Uh, and Harper agrees because her sister's house is way too crowded. Um, and they watch the three kids. And then she puts on this big thing at Graceland. And he launches his he announces that he's going to make his software free. And then they kiss and then they get together at the end and she gets the job and she's like, well, I'm not going to move to London because I like this guy. So now I'm going to do it remotely. Okay. Key details. to That's the broad brush. Key details. Owen's software is described in only the vaguest terms and therefore sounds like uh, an incredibly terrifying piece of technology that he's invented. So... My understanding is when we're, we're hearing about this software, he's usually talking to his friend or like his business partner or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about this like health, healthcare related piece of software. And he is being constantly like bombarded with the option of making it free. Yeah, he wants to make it free. Which tells me that it is necessary. Or he's just trying to be egalitarian about, again... A, a a disturbing piece of software. His soft okay. his software again described in only the vaguest of terms and is therefore very scary. Is a piece of software that would essentially allow hospitals, not doctors, hospitals to share information on patients in order to, in his words, like discover the cures for diseases faster, make diagnosis quicker, all these sorts of things. Medical privacy laws in this country aren't the raddest things in the world, Uh, especially digitally. It's not something we're great at yet. Um, I won't speak for hospitals because I've never worked in a hospital setting and Annika's currently working at the hospital, so I can't call Mm -hmm. her in to ask. (laughs) Maybe I'll add an addendum to this. Tell her to wrap up the... (laughs) Wrap up the IV, like just <laughs> get her on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Inserting a chest tube. Yeah, no worries. But the, but there there are a lot of big problems with how we how we uh, share or don't share with people how their medical information will be used. Uh, this is a really big problem, especially with especially with like mental health care apps. Um, so like yeah. Calm, for example, like apps like those. Very, very problematic. A lot of them have been like sued by the FTC for hiding their information um, and like using it. So like better, you know, better help, right? That app. Better help was sued by the FTC um, because they found that they had just lied to people and were using their information and just selling it to corporations for advertising. Um, they were sued. They were literally sued for like seven point eight million dollars by the federal government because they did this. Uh, same with Talkspace, which is like still kind of using the information that they get, which is supposed to be confidential conversations. They are using it to create AI, um, like data bots, and they use data mining. All these really fucked up things that should not be happening with your private medical information. Because guess what? That's your information that should only be shared with you and the clinicians you agree to share it with. And in the, the name of, of mental health, no less. Yes, it is entirely mental health. And all of these apps are like, you know, it is, this only goes to your clinician, which it goes to them. That's true. It doesn't stop going to, it doesn't just go to them, though. 
This was a bad uh, time I to have, watch I this have, movie because like I, I'm in the middle of a big research project on this literally right now. Um, I have the, the full pitch, by the way. Oh, oh, great. Yes. Are you, are you ready Please. for this? So we've written some clever algorithms for a database to better connect patients with doctors. Okay. That we're going that we're giving away to hospitals for a low, low price. And then Owen, our hero, goes, for free, Davis, for free. And then he goes, fine, for free. Hospitals can then digitize their patients' records in order to create a searchable (laughs) multi-user diagnostic data bank. Okay. And here is here is the okay. So that's like the clinical pitch, sure. and then here is Owen's like sanitized pitch, sure. which is there is an ocean of information out there. Yes, and we are giving hospitals a map to navigate between the islands. Yes. So welcome home to the nightmare future of okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, Owens. so technically, 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 under HIPAA, right? Under the thing that everybody says okay. and nobody understands, under uh-huh. HIPAA, what we call de-identified information. Technically, you can share that with anybody. I can share any de-identified information. Um, it, it it is it happens again. I'm speaking from a purely from a like social worker therapist perspective i do not work in a hospital i am not a doctor i'm not a nurse um and there are benefits to sharing de-identified information it lets us see major health trends it lets us um it does make everything he's saying real the problem is the first part of his pitch where it will connect you with the proper resources because how is it going to connect you if it is de-identified information de-identified is like takes your name out of it. A lot of the times we like, like we'll take your location kind like it'll use your location, but not really use your location. Like de-identified is a thorough ish process of clearing information so that the, the diagnosis and the uh, treatment options are all there. But like, it's not saying like, Oh, I gave Trey this amount of this and I got this result. It'd be like the client, the patient received this amount of this and got this result. Okay. But him okay. being like, I want to connect people with doctors. Great. That's a great, that's a great idea. Using their hospital records. It's like, okay, so you, you are buying and selling. You cannot be buying and selling de-identified information then. Because how because would you, you connect people? Know who, yeah, you can't connect people otherwise. Otherwise, yes. Like, the, like these two things do not exist together, right? Okay. So he's running a scam. I don't know what he's running, but dude, it's so... Because he wants to give it away for free. Wait, this doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make... They did not understand what they were doing with this, which is fine. Like, medical confidentiality is really complicated, and HIPAA is a pretty complicated piece of legislation. And HIPAA means I can't tell you if I'm vaccinated or not, right? It does not, no. HIPAA means I can't go on Twitter and like if somebody replies to me, are you vaccinated or not? I can go, I'm actually going to claim that's a HIPAA violation to share that with you. (laughs) HIPAA is, is that right? HIPAA, no. 
Um, no, HIPAA is HIPAA is between you and your doctor. It's that's it. Like if that's that's a very broad overview of HIPAA. So my doctor gave me the the COVID vaccine, right? You can and tell I people whatever the fuck you want to tell I them. It's tell. your it's your thing. Like it's not nobody. It just means your doctor can't like call a radio station and be like, "Trey's a fucking liar. Don't listen to him." <laughs> <laughs> like they can't they can't do that. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> HIPAA's complicated. HIPAA is a complicated piece of legislation. It's not an easy, like, it's this and this and that. Like, it's it's a very thorough, very detailed piece of fucking law. It's complicated. Um, yeah, I, and I think I think past all of this, past like the medical mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is it sounds like that our main character, our hero, Owen. Yeah is uh organizing a fundraiser for this app whatever this thing is he's trying to gain capital to sell it to get it off the ground sure. I, I don't really know unclear um what i'm then confused about is why are it <laughs> It just feels like usually these main male characters are like, yeah, I'm really passionate about like dogs with three broken legs <laughs> and I'm, I'm holding a dogs with three broken legs gala and I need your help to say organize the gala. But what it sounds like is it sounds like he's trying to host fundraising, fundraising galas for for unknown medical crimes that he may commit for potential and, medical vi- medical privacy yeah, violation yeah. precisely <laughs> and we're supposed to be like oh he's so thoughtful and is he cuz he's not a doctor he's not a doctor he's an app developer he's a software he's developer a, he's a software like, developer like what like what am i cheering for i don't understand why they thought this was a good idea <laughs> to have this be his fucking deal cuz he cuz if he was just like, we want to research, you know, we want to research cancer, let's say, like a major, major uh, field of medical research, right? And to do that, there's a lot of, um, here's here's what he should have done, right? We're researching cancer. We want to go into whatever the major, whatever a major Memphis hospital is, or every major Memphis hospital, let's say. There's a couple. We want to go into their old paper records and we want to fully digitize their records. Um, and we and we want to give that information. To, we want to help give that information to Johns Hopkins or something, right? Or Mayo Clinic, right? Like we want to give it to a major organization. That's better. But you hear how even I'm saying that it sounds a little ominous, right? Yeah. it's uh, Yeah. It just sounds like you are like trying to centralize information mm-hmm. voluntarily yes like without 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 you, necessity and like and it happens like you can consent for your information to be used as part of research like you can you can do that it's not that you can't do this it's that there this is an additional layer of express consent that needs to be given between patients and their and their doctors clinicians whatever right like this is doable but the way he's talking about it is like getting Getting all this information that assuming he's trying to follow the law has to be de-identified information, right? 
And then they want to put it in a massive fucking database that anybody can just access and start reading, reading client information, but it's de-identified. But even then it's like, okay, well, if I go to, if I go to this hospital and I start reading even de-identified information, I could, I could piece together a lot of this information if I really wanted to. Yeah. Especially, especially surrounding like public figures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's like somebody, like somebody announces that they have a baby Mm -hmm. and you could find information connected to that. There's, and there's nobody, there's no like check for it is my biggest concern is he's never, nobody is ever like, Hey, how are you going to keep that information private? Cause beyond the basic ethics of people having a right to have a privacy with their own medical decisions. Right. And their own, whatever happens to them, surgeries or treatments, whatever they're going through at a hospital, there is just the like logistics of like, well, people can like steal your identity if they get enough of your information from your medical records. Like your social security number is on your medical records, your address, your name, your date of birth, like emergency contact info it's a dangerous thing like getting somebody's medical records is a big deal this is just a it's this is a weird weird. one of the weirder main character deals that we've we've seen why Um, couldn't he have just been raising fucking money for for to fight cancer in children like that's so so much simpler because it doesn't come up it's never like they just need the excuse to have a gala a fundraiser, yeah. And why is Priscilla? Pre- <laughs> and then, and, and for some reason, the Presley family it, like, is really. Is, it really started, is and I was like, "Is this what he's gonna do?" No, surely he's going to learn at the end that this is a bad idea. No, at the end they're like, "We did it. We raised enough to make this software free." And it's like free to who? What does that mean? Like free who to is who? gonna get free this? To- who has access to this? It's like it's like if I went around and like really made an effort to get as many people's phone numbers as possible and then I and then and then I had a fundraising gala to build a website to post everybody's phone numbers for free and I'm not going to have and I listen I'm not going to put your name on it but your phone um, number will be there. It'll be the phone number will be anonymized, but yes. all ten digits will be there and present plus country code. Yeah. So just like I, yeah, I had a big problem with the uh, with the plot decision of this film, and I'm kind of yeah. surprised this made it through. Whatever vetting like quality process. control. Yeah, like whatever pro. Like nobody was like. This is kind of a weird thing. Also, um, five kids was too many. We can agree to that. There were five kids in this film. Two of them get forgotten after the first two, 20 Two minutes. of them are left in the dust. <laughs> the the two that get forgotten are uh, the main, uh, the female leads, uh, friends' kids, who she was watching briefly. So um, the Ellis family's children. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. No, not not her friends. Her, her sister, sisters, her Jesus niece and Christ. nephew. Yeah. 
her, niece, her niece and nephew get get left in the dust, forgotten, yeah, um, gone without a trace. Owen's kids. Owen has three kids from a previous marriage, which Hallmark decided to once again murder instead of divorce. Um, we'll never forgive him for this decision ever. You I thought have they'd to give it to you, up. but nope. No, I really thought they would give me divorce on this one. Nah. I, I was because if I, I mean, if I were wed to Owen, and he he was like, by the way, I'm thinking of this app. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably choose divorce um, or fake my death. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh. No theory. Uh, connection? Is it connection time already? I have nothing else to uh, say about this. This, that, this just like bugged me so much and, and really <laughs> icked me on this one. Yeah, the, I think there were, um, so the movie's not good, first and foremost. I think, <laughs> like, if I were to give my review of this movie, it's a sequel that isn't a sequel. Um, it is more, I think it is more Christmas in Graceland than Christmas in Graceland 1. Because even though Christmas in Graceland 1 had, it, Christmas in Graceland 1 had a more theme park energy, and this Christmas in Graceland has has a more Elvis energy. Yes, this is there's I a think. lot of Elvis music. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a lot better about it. I will say. Yeah, um, I think part two because of the more Elvis energy, Priscilla Presley, I guess, has to be there, and it's just her presence is just weirder than I just then I found I wish we could see information on the impact these movies have on attendance <laughs> fuck I would like kill <laughs> I would kill to see uh, the marketing research on like do these help do these help because this doesn't make me want to yeah because we never actually see anything fucking going on at graceland they just go there they're like wow what a a great that's a really good point okay yeah there's no like there's no like tourism trappy sort of stuff going on like they're not doing any they're not hitting any of the big hits nope they're once again in a house that is way too beautiful for a struggling app developer to live in yeah um which that always freaks me out they and also, makes me uneasy. Okay, sorry. Last thing. Th- this guy is all about the schedule, right? Our main boy. <laughs> they fucking drag this guy for having a pretty organized life. And they're like, uh-huh. well, you know, that's not great. I think if you are a single father taking care of three children, I think being a little organized <laughs> isn't the worst thing in the world. Literally, the biggest thing we see him dropping the ball on is he doesn't help his son with his art project. That's it. Everything else, like he is a great dad. His kids love him, but he does. But he does. Um, he does like re reorganize and figure out how yeah. that uh, uh, Harper can help with the art project. So that's what I mean. Like I, I, they keep kind of dragging him, and they're like, "You got to learn to l- relax a bit." Which, like, I, I felt personally targeted by that. First of all, second, <laughs> I feel of- like he he doesn't. Well, he doesn't have time. He has three kids. He's got three fucking kids and he's running a business. Like I, and he, and again, (laughs) he's not like pushing his kids off. Like we see other dads do. He's with his kids. He's very engaged in their life. He's like, listen, we got an hour to go find a Christmas tree. 
that feels like a good amount of time to go get a Christmas tree. I feel like you you are talking through the lens of you and your cats. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like he has three kids. He has to feed. He's got three children. One of them needs medication (laughs) at seven thirty a.m. and p.m. Like I don't I don't know. I think I think they simultaneously make this the worst and like the best dude ever. Because like he's a pretty solid dad considering all of his given circumstances, but Uh then he is wanting to develop. Just the the largest breach of medical information ever perpetuated against the American people. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think this movie does not have enough... Uh, it doesn't... It just doesn't have enough going for it to make it Mm-mm. make much sense no. to have be a story worth telling. Because nope. a lot of the times it's like, oh yeah, the struggling Christmas tree farm <laughs> operator... Uh, is actually hot and gets with this <laughs> oh. woman who's in town for the weekend. And it's like, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't see my way into this story about this, this struggling app creator trying to g- gain capital in Memphis. Yeah. It just feels weird. It feels weird. I'm sorry. Um, do you have any connections? Yeah, I think this dude's trying to build fucking Skynet or some shit. <laughs> That's your connection. I think he's try I think he's working for Zuck. This has this has fucking Zuck okay, written okay. all over sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, I think he's I think he is legitimately trying to build this. I think he understands the horrible ethical dilemma he's creating, and I don't think he gives a shit. Okay. Okay. Can you can you further connect it in a way? I mean, it's the like, sequel what, to Christmas in Graceland, so like. Can, but can you further connect your idea that you just shared, either to Zuck or like what, like? Because mm. we've had hospitals in the past, famously in the Christmas Heart, where maybe this app was used. Oh shit! Oh, to, to connect the heart match Wait. that was taken on that helicopter. He's, he's the kid. He's the kid. He's the kid. He's the kid. And he was like, if it's only if only there had been a massive national system in place for me to be able to find a fucking donor, I wouldn't have had to put my parents through that shit. So you're suggesting that because he was radicalized by the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> the rough way. Okay. That's my theory. Okay. That's my theory. I can, yeah. I can get behind that. I, yeah, I could take that. Yeah. I'll take that. So so for context, there's this movie called, the I believe it was called The Christmas Heart, yeah. where a kid needed a heart transplant. And what ended up happening was they had to f- fly a heart in via helicopter to this hospital uh, to get this kid their Christmas heart and, on Christmas. And you think that sounds exciting. And I have to emphasize it was, it's not. <laughs> It was one of the most boring things I've ever seen. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> uh, so Daniel is suggesting that that kid who got that heart transplant and lived, uh, it was <laughs> was introspective enough to look at that circumstance where his life was saved and go, you know what? I never want this to happen again. I am going to build an app. To help kids or help just patients in general find their hearts faster. Mm -hmm. 
All right. I'm in. All right. You want to hear about next week's movie? Yeah, tell me about it. We've got sequel number two this year. Jesus Christ, another one? We have got Cherished Memories, A Gift to Remember 2. No, kill me. Do you remember A Gift for Christmas? (laughs) Amnesia Boy? Oh my God. We have a sequel to an amnesia flick. Uh, This is actually called A Christmas to Cherish. The original title, though, is Cherished Memories, colon, A Gift to Remember 2. As Darcy and Aiden prepare to celebrate their second Christmas together, an unexpected guest and a fight to save the beloved community center unites everyone for an unforgettable holiday. That feels a little mean, considering he had had amnesia in the first film. (laughs) They were just like, maybe he won't forget this one. Yeah. Hey, remember? <laughs> remember? Uh, oh, rough. Uh, Daniel, a gift to remember us by oh. is to rate us five stars oh. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Nice. Hit us with a follow. It really helps us out. And if you can't do anything else, if you can't do any of those things, if your thumbs are too tired, if you want to get off your phone a little bit, tell a friend about the show. That's the best way to spread the word. Uh, you can also visit our website, www.mistletoesecret.wixsite.com to see our version of the story so far. Or you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the page to tell us your version of the story so far. Or you can send us an email, email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com to do the same thing. Tell us your version of the story so far. Or you can follow us on TikTok at mistletoesecret.wixsite.com. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, the intro and outro music is written by Colin Robertson. Daniel, what's the intro uh, music the called? The intro is called Sell Me Your Medical Data for Christmas. And, of course, the outro music is called Red Cross Green Shield. <laughs> My name is Trey Plutnicky. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.